It is June 6, 2014. We are back after two weeks. This is Wait, did you just say June 6? Seriously, we're June. less than three seconds into the recording, <laughs> and you already screwed up. <laughs> it's summer already! It's summer already, god damn Chris, it. Chris, edit that part out. Chris, edit this out. Damn it. Okay, here we go. This is going great. <laughs> this is going god, great. First record of the new year, you can't make it past three seconds. <laughs> we're Happy New Year, everybody. We're going to f*** up just as much as we did last year. That's outstanding. Okay. Property of the People is brought to you by MTG Madness. You can visit them online at mtgmadness.com. This is Popper to the People. My name is Nate. With me is Peter. Hello. Chris. Hey. And Mr. Dan. Hey. How's everybody doing? Great. Or this lovely two-week break. Yeah, just laughing at you already and making fun of you already. (laughs) That's fine. I thought I'd keep some things normal from last year. we got to keep it consistent. You're the punching bag. you got to. Exactly. (laughs) We can always bank on Nate. (laughs) I'm fine with this. I don't care. <laughs> so, uh, how was how was your Christmas, Peter? It was wonderful. I had extended one, so I had not only one on Christmas Eve, Christmas, and then for a week after that, because yeah. my sister from, uh, who was living down in Louisiana, came to visit, so lots of time with family and friends. That's cool. Chris? Oh, man. Well, three kids. Christmas was quite a trip. <laughs> uh... <laughs> <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. got rid of uh, most of the puppies. I'm gonna keep some of the puppies from uh, for another week, yeah. Or so and so, household is finally starting to get back to normal from Christmas. Good times. Yeah. How was your Christmas, Dan? It's been great. Uh, we don't have any snow in Sweden, which is unusual. <laughs> That's because we got it all. That's because yeah, I heard. <laughs> Minnesota took all of it this year. It's like, no, send it all this way. Give us <laughs> back our snow, please. <laughs> Trust me, if I had a way of giving it back to you, I would. Sweet. <laughs> uh, what uh, did I do? Oh, yeah, Christmas at my house. So my family came over on Christmas Eve and destroyed my house. That was fun. Uh, took took a few weeks to recover from that. Um then I went to my grandma's the next day, and they still had two holiday parties left. So if if, if all goes as planned in the next two weeks, holiday, Christmas can finally die. So Yeah, that, that reminds me. I'm going to a Japanese New Year's party on nice. Sunday. That's cool. Fun. Yeah, that, I, I have no idea what that means, so it will be interesting. I'm guessing it'll be sushi. Uh, I don't know. I think <laughs> they do like a ritual... I don't know. Sushi's good. Incredibly. <laughs> I would love this. I wouldn't mind going to a Japanese Christmas party because sushi's awesome. How do you know this It's actually sushi? New Year is much more important than Christmas in Japan. Ah, yes, I suppose. This is the, the greatest. Christmas more, is more or less like a couple's holiday than it is oh. like family time. Oh, okay. So. Um, but I got my, I got my Popper to the People uh, Secret Santa gift from Will from Germany, and it was awesome. I got German food. 
So yeah, it was awesome. I enjoyed it. No, I didn't get screwed or anything. We got I got a can of no, I got a can of uh, well, it's all canned food because they can't send anything not in a can overseas. It could it just be a mess? Yeah, no. There's there's actually rules the against laws. it. There's laws against it. Um, I got a can of white Wyversts. It's like a white German sausage. My kids loved it. <laughs> I had it too. We got a huge thing of Nutella. A huge Yay, Nutella! Big thing of Nutella. I didn't realize that was from Germany, by the way. I just know it's something my wife. My no, wife. Uh, Nutella is obviously just from heaven. I just all I know it's something my wife got excited about. I'm not a huge fan of Nutella, but my wife, my kids love that. And I got two cans of currywurst, currywurst, which I haven't eaten yet. Um, but that looks really good. And then I had the German chocolate, and of course that's already gone. <laughs> well, of course, it's already gone. As I'm looking at your picture, <laughs> <laughs> the German chocolate was already gone. Yeah, that was good. My wife was jealous, and I didn't share it. it. Was awesome, but yeah, so that was pretty cool. Um, I'm hoping the person that I had gets his soon. I sent it to him, but apparently he's on an army base in South Korea, so that'll take a while to get there. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that's pretty cool. Other than that, just the same old stuff. Just I had spent a lot of time just sleeping. Um, I, uh, being that we didn't have any shows or anything, I took my sweet time getting a show together because there wasn't much over Christmas holidays. So, but yeah, there was the one thing that happened over the Christmas holidays with one of the pro players. Oh yeah, we're gonna go into that. Uh, good reads. That's what we have this week. An article by Miguel Gatica. <laughs> he wrote an article explaining why he got suspended, which is complete BS. Uh, if anyone wants to read this article, I'd, I would take a Oh, and it's from MTG Madness, one of Popper to the People's sponsors, too, so that was pretty cool. Uh, Miguel Gattaca, uh, if you don't know who he is, he's a player from, was it South America? Uh, I'm not uh, sure exactly where. Yeah, he is from South yeah. America. He's from South America. Costa Rica. No. Yeah, Costa Rica. He, he, Costa Rica? That's not South America. That's oh, Caribbean. Where's that Caribbean? Okay. Well, he is from Costa Rica or whatever. He, uh, he was at a tournament. And uh, he went to swing it on his opponent. He was in an Esper, uh, Esper Mirror match for Standard. He swung it on his opponent, said, swinging in with these, and he proceeded to tell his opponent he wasn't done yet, assuming he was probably going to do something before damage. Well, the player he was playing put his life total down to three without giving him a chance to finish what he wanted to do. And there was a big confusion over it, so they called a judge over. They explained the situation to the judge. The judge pulls aside Miguel Gattaca and asks Miguel, you know, explain what happened. Well, Miguel tried to explain what happened, told him the exact same thing that I that that he explained in the article, and uh, they didn't ask him two more questions and came back. What, what the judging table came back and, and DQ'd him from the tournament, and then he gets an email. Fourteen days, or he gets an email right before Wizards is going on holiday break saying that he's suspended for six months for for lying to a judge. Which, to me, this all, all this equates to is miscommunication, which, in that case, I'm, I don't really... I, I mean, I, I pay attention to what pro players do, but, you know, not as much as our normal competitive Magic players, but the, even, even in my eyes, this is... 
I think this is utter BS because it was it's simple miscommunication. There's no reason to ban. There's no reason to suspend somebody for miscommunication. Yeah, uh, I know. If I listen to a few podcasts, like that's the the standard default is if they think if the judges think you're lying, you're disqualified. That's straight up. And there's like there's not even anything you can really do about it. You can appeal, and then they'll you know consider it you know but it's if if they think you're lying you're just straight up disqualified right there. well that's just dumb because like depending on the judge you could have like say that i know it's a hypothetical you could say you could have a judge that that say brian killer and a judge got in a disagreement right well this judge holds some sort of sort of uh so grudge with them there could be a judgment call, and that judge could go over there, and he could just say, "Well, you're lying to me, and you're done." Yeah. Well, I mean, that's. Yeah, I know it's that's, hypothetical, that's the, but that's, that's what the appeal process BS. is for, right? That's BS. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it one way or another. It was there was some somewhere the communication fell out, and uh, you know, the, like the judge doesn't know Miguel on a personal level, probably. Well, yeah, probably I'm like, pretty sure he doesn't. I'm he just, probably just thinks it's some other dude. He doesn't, you know, he's not, yeah. like, a huge name. He's not, like, LSV or Brian yeah. or anything like that. He's, you know, Miguel is a, a popular name where he's from, but, uh, yeah. you know, I didn't know who he was before this, honestly. Yeah. So. I don't know. I think it's just completely unfair. It's like, really? So if, if the judge perceived something like, it was like, if, you know, if Miguel said something well, that was entirely different. If it was obvious, yeah. If it was obvious miscommunication, which from the sounds of it, even even if I was a, if I was a judge at a pro event level like this, and I this situation explained to me, I would have equated it to miscommunication immediately. You know, it's it's obviously miscommunication. That's there's there's no way around it. It's like this is obvious miscommunication. You know, it's just kind of dumb. <laughs> I think it's just kind of dumb and unfair. Yeah. Speaking about other podcasts that could comment on this, I, I would love to hear what uh, Judgecast has to say because they will probably have to investigate this. Yeah, yeah, probably. But I don't know. But that that there's that article there. Miguel talks about exactly what happened from his point of view, so it's pretty interesting to read. Reflecting on 2013, a personal perspective. This is an article written by Greystone. I'm he uh, posted by Greystone. And is it sure? Yeah, maybe he did write it. Uh, yeah, he did. Just, yes, uh, he wrote it. Yep, Greystone talking about uh, his, his year in review of 2013. So it's a pretty good article, good read. Um, and then we got uh, competitive standard popper ups and downs. This article I thought was pretty cool. The, this article really goes into how play with the talk about how competitive popper put the band with the. Daily's going away. How it's uh, how how it's going down, and player run events are starting to pick up the slack to a certain degree. And uh, I don't necessarily see that as a bad thing. And of course, the shuffler complained about the shuffler and how it hates 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 everybody. But uh, I mean, I don't think it. I I, I don't think play, having player run events is necessarily a bad thing. It it might reinforce. It might reinforce to Wizards what they're missing out on. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So it might, it might, maybe Wizards would pick it up. Oh crap, we're missing out on all this because people are still doing it. You know? So I mean, it, it sucks. I mean, granted, I'm gonna have to agree with everyone else. It sucks that the dailies are gone. But at least are both the are both MPDC and SPDC going now? Yeah. Standard popper because one of them was cancelled. 
Yeah. 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 One of the guys picked up the slack and he started <coughs> hosting the Thursday ones. Yeah. Nice. So, so yeah, they're both going now. One of them's uh, one of them's more friendly to uh, Americans. It's it fires off I think at like five Pacific time, five PM Pacific yeah. time, eight PM yeah. Eastern, something like that. Yeah. Um and then the other one is like pretty much European only. It's like it starts at like noon Eastern time or something. Yeah. Yes. Uh, in a couple of weeks, I will be bringing on Brandon Rankin here, uh, nice. Cerulean, because uh, as he will be playing the standard Popper Gauntlet, and uh, he he was really upset about the Thursday tournament because that was his <laughs> big chance to play competitive standard Popper. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he, he's probably quite happy that it's back. That's cool. But yeah, so I mean, player and events are still there. One thing I can see with player and events firing off is uh, it might it might uh, encourage a whole new generation of grinders because they, I mean, you got to start somewhere. I mean, you got to start somewhere in in practice of getting better before you get to the point where you're doing official events on MTGO and grinding. So that that's the one thing. I, plus, I can see with player run events. We always do have that one instance where someone might what, complain about a complain about a a uh, like you know player and events being run bad or horribly or whatever. I've never heard that of the popper events. So, I mean, yeah. either the popper events have been great, standard popper as well. Yeah. So, but I mean, do, I, do you think there is a realistic chance for a standard popper eight months in? 2014. I, I re- hopefully. I mean, I I really think that if you're going to take away dailies, you, you, if they're if they're going to take away popper dailies, the least they could do is offer a little bit of uh, choice. If you, they want to only fire off eight mans in popper, you think Wizards be able to be able to bend a little and, and uh, give give popper players a little bit of choice, either standard popper or, or regular popper. I mean, they might cannibalize on popper eight months. I don't know. So, I mean, something. They could bend a little bit because many people that are ticked off about the dailies being gone, so. I think most yeah. people are just done being ticked off because they know there's... Yeah. It's just, it's not changing anything, right? We can we can yell, we can stomp our feet, and nothing's, yeah. nothing's changing. It's... Yeah. I, 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 I hate to say it, but I've kind of lost hope. Yeah. Yeah. So, but yeah, I'll let you present this one, Chris, because you're the one that posted it. I didn't read it yet. No, the, the next article is an article called "Be Kind." It's posted on uh, GatheringMagic.com, and it's basically like, sort of an article about bullying, uh, and specifically with reference to uh, Magic Online. And the author goes through, and uh, I don't want to say her name because I'll just butcher it. Rada Rujak. Okay, well, I butchered it. Sorry. <laughs> um, she just goes over, you know. Hey, this is real, right? It's the same thing. Same concerns as, as like cyberbullying. You don't know whether uh, who who and what is on the other end of the computer screen. You know, like you know, we we sit here and we do an MTGO Rage of the Week, but I kind of started doing that because this kind of this stuff makes me laugh. But you know, I'm a 29 year old adult who's been through all this in my entire life, and I do know that back then when I was when I was a, a young kid and I was being made fun of for, you know, for liking Ninja Turtles or whatever, or heck, for liking Magic the Gathering, I got made fun of. Uh, and it hurt, you know. And now that I'm grown up, I can laugh about it, but 
You know, back then it hurt, and you know, you've got people. I don't even know how old some people playing on Magic Online are. You know, twelve years old or even younger, and they get they hear things like, you know, ROFL. Of course, you're a blanking joke. Just gonna have the only outs every time. Enjoy enjoy being garbage forever. You know? Yeah. And it's like, well, the author of this article is like, uh, what she said. She said, um, uh, man, I gotta find the line now. Where she was in a really dark place and she used Magic Online as like her getaway for a period of time. Uh, so whenever she logged on and experienced something like this, it was, it actually made her cry, you know? Wow. I'm just saying, pretty, like, let's work together and make a happy and safe community for everyone. Yeah, it's pretty stupid. I mean, yeah, there are, there is a younger generation of players playing Magic now. So maybe some people need to consider that when they're going into these daily or these tournaments and stuff like that. And <laughs> I mean, I, I've yeah. talked to people too who are like uh, online who have been, you know, who've told me that they're 13, 14 years old. I'm like, hey, that's cool and everything. You know, it's like if you can, if you want to chat, I'm cool. I'm cool with chatting. Yeah. I can, t- I can tell you some things about life. I can, yeah, you know, mentor you or whatever. It's. I really I'm on Magic Online and that's what I do for social interaction. I'm, yeah, you know, I've got a family. I've got a family of. Uh, I, I've lost count of how many family members I have now because I count my animals as family members. Yeah, <laughs> I think I'm up to like ten. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. my social interactions there. That's cool. Yeah. Ding dong, ding dong. Sorry. So, yeah, it's a great article. You should definitely yeah, read it. It's good. I think you should also consider when raging that you are actually stunting your own growth. That if you take, if you go the extra mile and be polite, then you have the time to reflect on your own play. Because when, when you're raging, you're definitely not learning anything. No, you're spending too much time typing. Yeah, I, I've been in many gaming uh, communities, and actually, I think the Magic Online one is one of the worst. Uh, only Battlefield is worse. Uh, but uh, playing poker, uh, playing MMOs, it's, uh, people are much friendlier. Yeah. One of the things, too, you got to realize that, like, a lot of the time this game is just a, a statistics game, you know? Uh, you know, you're... Like, you use the poker reference, Dan, it's like your aces are good 88% of the time, but, you know, against one other player... <laughs> Against one other player, but yep. your chances, you know, if they saw the flop and then, you know, they hit something on the flop, then your chances go down a lot. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I think poker players are much better at not being result-oriented than yeah, yeah. magic players. <laughs> they are, because yeah. it actually does drastically affect their their wallet, you know. Magic players don't, yes. don't yeah, really lose any more money for raging. Another thing to consider is on your pro level, you'd be surprised how many pro poker players are also pro magic players I've, I've heard of it it's yeah, a transition well, from um, pro magic players move to being pro poker players yeah I mean, but they, they often not the same at the same time yeah I, I've heard things before they had players that did both but yeah I mean it's kind of scary the way that works <laughs> so yeah so I mean it's like it's a math game half the time and sometimes you know sometimes I have the the turn four Elspeth on the play, and you're just going to lose. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and sometimes I have the Delver Nut draw, and you're going to lose. But, you know, then there's other times where I had, uh, I had a game where I was playing 
uh, a two-man popper queue. I was playing Delver, and, like, I just had an awesome hand, right? And I was playing Model Black Control. I was like, all right, this is fine or whatever. But he had, like, the godly, like, disfigure, Kumbaya Witches, Unearth, Deadweight. Like, this just all this cheap removal, and I just had no, like, nothing to counteract all the stuff that he had. And I was like, well, you know, he drew the exact right 13 cards to beat me, so he did. Yeah. He also need to have meta game quite well against you, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Instead yeah. of using a, a slower version of MBC. Yeah. yeah. But it's like he had the exact right combination of cards to beat me, and it's like, well, that's going to happen some percentage of the time, and I I can't get mad about that. Yeah. But yeah. So should we move on to the big topic or topic one? Well, actually, I think that we only have one topic one today because that's all we really need because it's a lot to talk about. Uh, topic one, MTGO year in review for 2013. Um, my big things I noted this year was uh, Gosu Flicker was a huge card and Flickergate was a thing for a while. I oh, think every popper. Oh, standard popper. I think everyone can... Uh, was happy to see that deck go. <laughs> Dan <Wilden>. oh. <laughs> Dan loved that deck. Yeah, you guys. Like, he thought it was such a big thing, but all you had to do was play like Demir Creatureless Mill, and you just easily whipped that deck. Yeah. That's what so. I then also, to note the big popper, obviously the latest news, Daily is going away, and we got rid of two big popper decks. Fissure Storm died yep, twice. Storm died twice. <laughs> <laughs> Wizard yeah, just effect. said, Wizard just looked at Storm and said, nay, nay, <laughs> we're going to well, kill we gotta, you. I said, we got to back up a little bit because the, you know, the the year started with, uh, I can't remember, was it Empty the Warrens? Uh, those things were banned yep, first, right? they got banned right away. Empty the Warrens, Great Shot, and Immigrant. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, Gatecrash came out. Yeah. What did we, did we even get anything in Popper from Gatecrash other than sort of Cloudfin Raptor? I don't think we got much out of Gate Crash. Not that I can came before us. Yeah, nothing. Foundry Street Denison. When did Flicker come out? Oh, wait, off? yeah, Foundry Street Denison. That was actually pretty Yeah, good we got Denison. Denison ended yeah. up going in Goblins. And I, I remember saying something about that that I figured that would end up in Goblins. Yeah, card is sweet. Oh, yeah, the other thing, not to toot my own horn, but uh, Urza became a thing. And I remember being told that Urza wasn't going to go anywhere. It wasn't. It's It's still like... <laughs> It's teetering on, like, playability right now. <laughs> it still became playable. That's all that counts. It's teetering on playability right now. I don't think it's still really playable. And to much of Chris's not liking it, eye candy is still a thing, even though the playability is teetering. Yeah. That uh, That is a direct result of Dragon's Maze. Because yeah. Because it got <laughs> Nivik Cyclops. Yeah, Dragon's Maze was a big one we got. We got Nivik Cyclops. That's a big card that we ended up getting. Basically made an archetype, like, Go from tier three to tier one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This deck is still awful, by the way. I still crush it every time I come up against it. So. You, crush can, it. you can keep playing it. I'll just keep crushing it. It's cool. I'm good. At you that. crush it, then when you lose to it, you're not happy. I lose to it like once out of like I don't know twenty times. My record that, against them is ridiculous. I'm guessing that one in twenty times is a huge thorn in your side. It is. It is. But you know. <laughs> I, I, you know, gotta remember statistically. Sometimes they have like the triple apostles blessing draw, and I can't do anything about it. Unfortunately, it happens. Yeah, and like you know, the, the kiln fiend on the play. 
yeah. with the triple apostle's blessing. I'm just going to lose to that hand. <laughs> so, but no, other than that, uh, that I, 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 I don't know. Uh, I I really enjoy the whole MTGO strat coming up. I love. I actually this year we got MTGO strat, and I, I think it's one of the best websites out there for anything. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, I love the website actually. Um, oh yeah, I forgot to add that in news. There's also MTGO Strat Bot now, so you can buy cards from that. I've already sold cards to it, so yeah. <laughs> Got I rid tried of selling cards to it, but they didn't want to buy my Sphere of Resistance. I don't know why. Well, that's weird. <laughs> yeah, I saw it on the I saw it on the library. I'm like, sweet. MTGO Strat is buying Sphere of the Resistance, and they're buying it at a higher price than anyone else. And then I tried to sell it, and they're like, not buying. I'm like, dang it. Because I got someone re- probably already sold it to the bot. Yeah, Because yeah. I uh, I ended up there. I ended up selling my uh, pack rat and a whole bunch of other stuff to it. You sell pack rat? So. Don't sell pack rat. Pack I don't awesome. play rares online. But it's pack rat. So overall, uh, for for my uh, for me, the uh, MTGO strat was quite a big thing in 2013, yeah. as well as the YouTube channel that I started. Uh, Almost exactly a year ago, right at the beginning of January. So uh, yeah, this was one of the biggest year in Magic for me. Yeah, it's another channel I watch. Uh, watch on my downtime too. <laughs> we are uh, uh, starting uh, uh, on MTG Strat, uh, beginning as soon as uh, I can kick Will into doing it. Uh, we are starting to pay writers. Cool. Uh, yeah. Uh, it will be small at the start because oh, yeah. we don't have any money, but <laughs> the intention of the bot is to, to finance that. Yeah, have the have the bot finance the site. Makes yeah. sense. And, uh, uh, together with advertising them, because yeah. we've been running at a loss for the whole year, but uh, uh, I think it will be better now. We, we have huge traffic, actually. I just got... Uh, uh, the reports. I thought that we had dropped down a bit at the end of the year, but we hadn't. So uh, yeah, our, yeah. So we are now kicking into new gear. That's cool. With MTGO Strat. Yeah. Then the other thing to note is Chris Plummer bowing out and leaving me uh, leaving me with the task of main hosting the show, which it's been fun and it's been really really challenging. And I. There's like not one episode that I dread that I that I, there's not one episode that I don't dread. I dread every episode I listen to. <laughs> big, big shoes to fill. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but according to everything I've heard, no one's really complaining or whatever. So I'm gonna assume we need to like have him on. As a yeah, I know we do. I, I assume that I'm not doing too bad of a job because no one's been complaining. So <laughs> you're doing great, and I don't want your job. <laughs> I don't want your job either. <laughs> so, well, so, crap for stepping up. Other things too. With after Chris stepping down, we've got two new hosts with us too. So exactly. That's another round of applause cool here thing. for Chris and Dan. Yeah, that's really cool. I like that. Yeah. But that's all I really could. Re- that's all my really re- year twenty thirteen in review. So. Yeah. So yeah, I. Uh, oh, sorry. Go ahead. I say I joined this podcast. That was pretty awesome. Uh, I started my own podcast, although I'm not too sure about the future of that one. Uh, <laughs> uh, played a lot. I mean, this is the year that I got into Popper. It was you know February where 
the Restoration Angel Thragtusk combo just like completely killed me out of standard, and I was like, screw this, I'm gonna play a, I'm gonna play a format where I can do fair things. I don't have to play against Restoration Angel. Um, <laughs> yeah, fair <laughs> things in Popper. So, I played it, joined it Popper in like February, and played it until, you know, I still play it, actually, so. It's good. Haven't given up yet, huh? <laughs> no, no. I, so, like I mentioned about the podcast right now, my, my other podcast, Competitive Poppercast, I'm not so sure about the future of that podcast, because it's just, as of right now, it's, you know, Wizards isn't giving Popper the support that I think it needs to, ha- to, to like, have a cast about pure competitiveness. So, for now, I think I'm just going to put that, put Competitive Poppercast on a, on a, uh, a hiatus until... You know, Something until, we get, until we get dailies back, or until you know the premiere events fire, or you know something that's worth talking about competitively. Because right now I'm, I view it as a casual format, and I had a debate about this on Twitter. But yeah. Popper's leaning more and more casual anymore. So it's you know when decks like what we're going to review in the metagame are placing in you know, first and second, and like just generally bad decks are you know that are placing well. It's like well this is just a sign that. It's not really you're not playing tournament magic then. It's like you remember back in the back in the day, whenever you first started playing magic, where your friend had this this blue deck that always just crushed you. So then you started you build it you built the anti blue deck, right? The yeah. like the blue de- like the red deck to beat all blue decks. I'm talking like main deck chills or you know whatever those like those extreme tempest hate cards. Yeah, <laughs> the glorious middle finger saying, you know what. Yeah, you and your shenanigans. <laughs> you know, oh, yeah. Screw you and your islands. You know, or like <laughs> islands do not untap during their controllers on tap phase, right? That's what it feels like. Popper is to me right now. It's like yeah. you're, you're building decks that are like just built to hose, you know, the round one opponents, and then after that, it doesn't matter where you play. Sometimes you'll just luck out, and your deck that has all two ofs will place in first. Yeah, or your affinity deck that is not. Careless affinity, nor is it regular affinity, that comes in second. And I'm like, wait a minute, you have you're wanting one perilous research and two Icker Wellsprings and like two Disciple of the Vaults. What is your affinity deck doing exactly? Because it, it, yeah. it seems to be not really. It's like a confused hermaphrodite. <laughs> 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 not really sure what they want to be, but they're both and they're neither. So yeah. yeah. That's just well, the way that I with the, What's up with the premier events not firing? They, they're just not... They, they're not gathering enough people, right? Their premier events have a minimum of 65 people to fire. And when I've yeah. been up watching these things and joining them, like, they'll get up to, like, high 20s, right, and people joining. But, you know, after the firing time, it just people start dropping because they realize that the event's not going to fire because it still needs 40 more people to fire. But this is not only Popper that has that problem with no, the premier events. No, it's, it's totally not only Popper. It's the yeah. problem. It's uh, the only premier events that are firing are Theros sealed and uh, standard, and even the standard so that, ones aren't filling up anymore. So that means that Wizards uh, could actually care about this and fix it. So they premier could. events are not lost. They could. Um, oh. Yeah, I mean premier events aren't lost, but it's it's pretty like apparent to me that they're they, they just want Popper to go into a different go in a different direction you know they want yeah. it, I think they want it to be back down to the player run level and 
you know, the, I think the premiere events were like a last resort to see if like maybe they had like an actual thing because if the premiere events fired consistently, then they would understand that you know Popper is here to stay and people really actually do enjoy the format. But yeah, you know, obviously, then they would have made money from Popper. <laughs> yeah, they, yeah. If the premiere events fired, yeah. yeah. I think aren't they making money anyway if people are logging on and playing? Yes, yes, no. they are. Well, I mean, if they're playing eight mans, yeah, they're making money. I, uh, you know, I've, I've made this argument a million freaking times. I'm really tired of it. Every daily event, every ticket, every event ticket, every every single one on Magic Online is coming from the Magic Online store. So every time you put tickets into the system, it's coming from. It's going directly back into the Magic Online store. Yeah. Well, so, now they're they're still getting the tickets because the grinders moved to other formats, but yeah. they're also selling cards. So now they're earning more money. Yeah. Than when they run proper dailies. Uh, well, you can uh, defend that. I think they know exactly what they're doing here. It's uh, yeah, this is a financial decision on Wizards' part. Yeah, definitely not a fan-based one to help to keep people happy. No, but they know that when they do unpopular things, we are all addicts. So we will in in six months, people we'll will crawling back and going. Yeah, they will remember the proper daily events as this uh, foggy thing in the past. Yeah, um, yeah, that's that's a, that. Yeah, that, I can see where you're coming from because uh, not. I mean, you know, people can mock me if they want. I've been a professional wrestling fan since I was five years old. I've never stopped watching. And that's fine. But like you'll have the same thing even with wrestling fans or like like the big the big champion right now is Randy Orton. Everyone hates the way he won the belt, and all they do is sit and watch. You, you I, I read the forums, and all they do is sit and complain every week that Randy Orton walks walks into the ring with the belt. Yet they still watch, and Randy Orton's had the belt for a long time. <laughs> but, I mean, they complain every time opera. he. Yeah, but he, they complain. <laughs> it is, and I know it's made up, but. I mean, the fact that he's still the champion, everyone complains about it, it doesn't stop him from not tuning in the next week. They're still watching. Well, you know, though, it's it's because he's a villain, right? It's okay to watch yeah. a villain, right? Yeah. But, like, right now, I'm viewing Wizards as a villain, and that's not okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they took away my favorite thing to do. Yeah. And that's, that's villainous, and that's not cool. But you know what? You're right. Dan, you're 100% right. I'm addicted, and I'm going to keep on playing. And this is why like, I bought a, a Theros block deck, and I've been yeah. playing Theros block dailies. Cause, you know. And then suddenly you spent more money than you did before. I actually did not, because I bought all my all my rares from bots. So. Yeah, but still, you, you, bought, you had to buy cards. There was less, less Theros mythics for others yeah. to buy. So in the end, they earned more money. They had to open more Theros. I guess I'm I'm thinking about uh, building one of my commander decks online just so I can play commander because I really like the format. <laughs> so it's horrible online, I think. Well, I I heard that, but if you find the right group of people and you you, you play with the same people all the time, yeah, it's not so bad. And I know there's enough people in there in the community that I wouldn't mind playing with online. So <laughs> it, it takes forever in paper as well, right? Yeah, it, yeah, it takes forever no matter what. It like so. matches to like 120 or something? Like match 120, 120 minutes? <laughs> <laughs> nice, uh, like, I say, I've heard of commander games that last like days. You know, like can. a last time. Happen. Last, last days. And I'm like, wait a minute, so what do you do? Like you just leave all the cards on your table and shit? Yep. <laughs> Break for lunch. I just set up that word. 
I, mean, I think I, we just had. We just, I have a group that meets at my house for EDH every week, and I think the longest game we ever had was three hours. I just uh, we had a grueling two, what, we had a grueling three hour match last this just this weekend. So I think I had a three hour commander match online actually <laughs> with sixty minutes per player, and then it went forever. So oh I think it was God. three hours twenty minutes. I get mad when my opponent takes like three minutes on the timer. <laughs> You should probably not play Commander online. <laughs> yeah. yeah, never, well, never do that. It's not so bad the first eight to ten turns of the game. It's after ten, turn ten that it really freaking takes a turn. Because well, yeah, like figure out who you're gonna attack and then yeah, because sneak attack at sneak attack games we have we have an EDH league and we have what well well over thirty people that show up for that league or on, that are on the board. But at least five or five or six to love. I think that most we've had like four tables of four to five people playing in an EDH game, and he cuts it off at a, at an hour to an hour and a half. So, like, each game is, you get an hour and a half to complete the game. And, uh, it's, it's, the first few turns are pretty fast. I go through really fast. Just laying land and setting up. But after turn eight, turn eight, turn ten, that's where it takes a toll. So I know I'm, I know I'm guilty of dirtling, because, uh, my graveyard deck, if I get rolling off to the right start, I pretty much could wipe the board over and over and over again until I can go off. And once that deck does fire off, it dirtles the game out forever until I can actually pull off my win condition. And I can do it at will. <laughs> so that's part of the reason why uh, I get killed right away when I play that deck because nobody likes my graveyard deck. Yeah. <laughs> but you know what? I, I, look, I, I equate that... I equate getting killed fast in EDH to uh, most of the time. It's not because, you know, it's this everyone, if you play in the same group over time, everyone knows your generals. And they'll look around the table, and, and like and many times at our tables, it's, uh, oh, Nate's playing card or kill him right away. And, you know, I equate that as like, I just made a good deck. That's why I'm getting killed right away, or getting targeted right away. I mean, I that's pretty much what it comes to. <laughs> It's probably the latter. Let's face it. <laughs> but, but if I mean, you play, if you play a multiplayer tournament in Commander, won't there be like ninety percent politics? Oh, yeah, elite? politics is a huge politics thing. Politics is a huge thing. No, it's funny when people get angry. It's like I, I, I don't die. It's like Peter, how did you make it so far? Because I offered to buy my friend lunch. <laughs> <laughs> It's all in politics, kids. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it's. I mean, that's what it equates to. And I'm, yeah, I don't know. I guess that's what. So. So Nate is a horrible politician. Awesome. Pretty much. My well, decks are good. It's terrible with words. What do you expect? Yeah. Yeah, I am. True. I am. <laughs> so, <laughs> Peter, what did you do this year? This year? Yeah. Oh. Well, last year. Standard. I guess. Well, last year, a lot of standard popper. That kind of became my thing, and I still love that format to death, even though I haven't gotten a whole lot into it since. Uh, which yeah. we call it, Innistrad rotated out, which makes me kind of sad just because I haven't had the time for it. But I'm hoping I'm to get back. Like oh, I actually played all the way through Flickergate until it rotated. Yeah, and I hear you <laughs> loved it too. Every step. Of the oh, way. <laughs> Dan, I know you love the deck, but seriously. You and everyone who play that could go straight to hell for a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. <laughs> Just goddamn. Usually, I well, I'll be honest. When I'm playing online, I'll use every resource that my that's to my disposal. 
I shouldn't have to use the clock as a resource that freaking often, is all I need to say. I can't recall a single match I played against him that didn't go to within one minute game time for them. Hmm. Sounds like you're playing against bad, bad Flicker Gate players. I know when I was playing in the deck, like, if I, I, lo- I won in the first, you know, ten minutes of every game, so. Well, I was also playing Blue Eye Control for our last brew, so. Yeah. It was everything to stop them and so just sit back and so they couldn't control finish the control. Yeah. Hey, that blue white deck was fun to play against Flickergate because you could really the Flickergate player is like, I'm gonna make it painful for you and you can turn around and play blue white and you're like, guess what? It's gonna be painful for you too. <laughs> yeah. So it really equated to like just hurting like two two players just purposely trying to hurt each other. I'm per like like more so than normal. <laughs> like the only thing that made me sad is like, yeah, like I could, I would almost always have it to an inch of their life, and then it'd just be like, and I just got a Cerule Gate Gate, and you're like, oh, you son of a gun, te- top deck, here's my Flicker Gate. <laughs> oh, well, at least you didn't have an Archaeomancer to go with it. Hey, guess what I found my next turn? <laughs> so what you're saying is you liked Ghostly Flicker and Guild Gates. Got it. Oh, I love... <laughs> Ghostly Flicker with the Gilgate's perfectly fine. Ghostly Flicker with freaking Gatekeepers. Those guys can go straight to hell. <laughs> <laughs> God, yeah. All right. So, end of the story is Peter loves Flickergate. Um, <laughs> right. Let me go just move on. <laughs> and I love Blink decks. That's the weird thing. But whatever. <laughs> well, that, well, the other deck that was the, the, the enchantment deck... J- junk enchantments. That was another big one that yeah that, like that, that we too. complained about. <laughs> like I've said, everyone's. I always get beef when everyone takes a look at my sideboards for freaking standard popper. It's like, why do you have like five to six cards to hate out enchantments? Because never again. That's why. <laughs> Wait, you can't run twelve naturalizes. You only allowed to run five four. to six. <laughs> five you to six allowed, ways to kill enchantments. You only allowed to run four four naturalizes per deck. Running twelve. <laughs> Screw you. Never again. <laughs> Never again. <laughs> no. What was it like? If I was, if you're playing green, whatever. You had a uh, what was it? Race, Ray Revelation. Like four of of each. It's like no, you're not going to. <laughs> <laughs> what part of Never Again didn't you catch on to? <laughs> yeah. Sweet. <laughs> what a terrible person. You are. But so am I because I used to hate out your EDH decks, so. Yeah. Who, who uh, asshole, besides this guy, puts Timidar's Crusade when only one person in the entire playgroup has a goblin deck? I don't even know what that card does. Correction. Destroy all goblins. Correction. Correction. No, correction. It was Timidar's Crusade and Timidar himself. And everything else, every every other white card that exiles a black or red creature. So, hey, are you allowed to play like the super hosers in EDH? Like chill, yeah, and tsunami. If you want, <laughs> if you so desire to. Oh yeah, and uh, and the uh, the two drop uh, destroy all planes. I played that one too, or no, destroy it. No, I can't remember. It was destroy all mountains or something like that. There's a Destroy All Mountains card, I remember playing Is there playing like too. an anti-Magic the Gathering EDH deck that I can build? There is a deck, actually. My friend Alex Burnick has it, and I don't have the deck list. He, he simply names the EDH deck, I Hate EDH. <laughs> and it is every card you can possibly think of 
that dirtles and punishes everybody in the game. Period. This deck isn't meant to try winning. It's meant to be the biggest pain in the butt that you can possibly be before somebody kills you. So you just have Sharazad and a couple of tutors. No, not Sharazad, but uh, but but the the card that whenever a creature hits the graveyard, it's destroyed automatically. Yeah. I want a deck that decks <laughs> you by making you draw all 100 cards. <laughs> That's possible. While playing Winter Orb. <laughs> Welcome to Kami of yeah. the, what is it, Silent Moon or whatever? Yeah, Kami of the Silent Moon is a two-drop. The Howling Mind Dude. <laughs> dude so I've, been playing, I've been playing uh, Cube online, Holiday Cube, a lot, and like Winter Orb is my favorite card. <laughs> like, ever. The card is so fun. <laughs> definitely painful. It is so so painful. Like I can just I can actually like visualize people fuming behind their computers when I play Winter well, Orb when they're tapped out. I've seen it in person because the Winter Orb was actually part of is actually part of the Stasis deck. And I remember oh, yeah, back I, I played Winter Winter Stasis. I remember back when people played the Stasis deck, I remember uh doing tournaments against the Stasis deck and the the players win con the player using the deck's win con was always, I'm going to make you scoop. <laughs> and uh, I remember winning a few tournaments against the Stasis player because I decided, let's muscle it out, I don't care. And, I, and, uh, I, I, and Stasis, playing the Stasis deck is, is it, it's punishing to the player you're going against, but if you're getting forced to go against it, you can really take that play, the player you're taking on in that deck, you can really ma- punish them by making them play it out too. <laughs> it's like, you set the deck up so you can have a taste of your own medicine. I'm not going to give up. <laughs> well, that's not that much different than like the blue-white control decks that are in standard right now. You yeah. have like two win conditions. Yeah. Right? Like, I'm looking at a deck list right now that has two Elspeths. That's the win condition. <laughs> two Elspeths. Wow. Yep, and then I've seen. Wasn't there a deck that the needle? <laughs> yeah. Wasn't there a deck that only had uh, uh, elixir immortality? Um, in standard. Well, there's one here that I'm looking at now that has one Elspeth. It's the win condition. <laughs> oh yeah, trim those Elspeths. Yeah, and then one elixir of immortality. <laughs> they all have one elixir of immortality. Basically, they just like they they forego everything else and just win with like one or two win conditions and that's <laughs> that's it right like some of these lists run etholing instead of elspeth or whatever but yeah mostly it's just elspeth <laughs> just elspeth just scooped elspeth <laughs> uh, that's what i say now yeah there's a few formats online like as much as i play i like to play pop or i am considering doing modern online but that's because i already know what deck i want to play because i already have the deck in paper <laughs> so what's that? Which deck is that? I play Grixis in paper. So Grixis twin. I thought those were always blue red. Uh, I add Grixis? black to mine. I add it's my deck is pretty much the blue red twin deck, but I add black to it so I can use cards that I can use hand 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 disruption and terminate. Okay, I mean I don't. Because terminate, lot, yeah. Because terminate and hand disruption have pretty good value in in, in modern games. I've seen if you can okay. disrupt their hand and st- if you can control the game and disrupt their hand and keep killing their creatures, okay. off you can sit back on, and wait till you can you can go off with the, go off with the Grixton. 
Alright, Nate, well, good news for you is it's only going to cost you $458 to build online. So. <laughs> to build well, that's play, only half of Jund. Yeah, that's only half of Jund. <laughs> yeah, so. But no, I've, I've been six thinking cards about in Jund. <laughs> Yeah. But I mean, that's, that's what I got. I got the paper deck and stuff, and. But yeah, it's fun. I mean, I, I like playing modern and paper. So. That's sweet. I thought about going to modern. I'm just like, I don't know what to pick for modern. Like. Jund. Just play Jund. I don't have a thousand dollars. You have Very carefully. <laughs> I don't have a thousand dollars, so that's, that's like out the window. Like, I'm thinking... But you have a kidney. Merfolk? But you have yeah, a... like, Merfolk seems solid. Or if you want to go really dirt cheap, you can always play uh, Soul Sisters. That's yeah. one of the cheapest decks in the world to make. Isn't Soul Sisters cheap, and so is the uh, Living End deck? Uh, no, no, but no, 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 no. Don't uh, play there. Uh, there, there are a couple of hundred, both. Yeah. Uh, when did uh, Soul Sisters become expensive? Soul Sisters depends if you want, like the. Yeah, okay. Uh, but for Living End, you need the Four Fulminator Mages, and they run off. They're real expensive. Yeah, yeah. So Fulminator Mages is like 20 each. Oh, they're like 34 or something? No? Oh, are they? I don't know. Well, well, let's see here. I'm looking it up right now. Uh, no, Fulminator Mages are uh, 152 for the playset. <laughs> wow, 40. They're 40 each on MCG Traders right now. <laughs> yeah, um, right. About wow. that. About that. No, there was one that I saw that was pretty sweet. And where, where did it go? It was, it was basically like a super ramp deck with Primeval Titans and uh, Amulet of Vigor. Yeah. So cool. Again. I thought Prime Titan was banned in Modern. No, no, he's not. No, it's just banned in EDH. Oh, but yeah. uh, we, we did have it. Speaking of Prime Titan, we had an interesting conversation at the EDH table last night. Uh, the other night, uh, Prime Prime got banned in EDH. But looking at what replaced Prime Time as the guy, uh, Prime uh, Solven Primordial. There is, there's, and I, I, this just doesn't relate to our play group, or I've been reading online on EDH, there's a lot of people that are really fed up with Solvent Primordial. Like, there's a lot of people claiming that Solvent Primordial is actually more broken than Primetime. Wait, Solvent Primordial is the seven drop from Gatecrash that kills a non-creature permanent when it enters? For, every, for each player, and then you get land player. for each one you, oh. permanent you destroy. There's people that are complaining that that is, you know, take prime time away, but this is way more broken. Which, in some aspects, I, I, I support the argument because... That's pretty sweet. That's like a 10 for 1 or something when you hit yeah, that Yeah, because like... Basically. Like, I, I, I kind of agree. I'm, I'm kind of on the band... I'm not really on the bandwagon, but supporting that. Because, like, I play a graveyard deck, and let me tell you, if I, if I bounce back... A small Sylvan Primordial in my graveyard, like more than three, like more than twice. I there, there's really not too many people happy at the table. Yeah. <laughs> Wait a minute. We need Ghostly Flicker and Arcam answer. <laughs> Complete. <laughs> go go Simic. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 pretty bad. I mean, that way we can Peter <clears throat> hear something brand new to rage about. A <laughs> Flicker Primordial Gate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that, it's, it's just weak. Thirteen people found dead at a local game store. <laughs> what happened? Stay tuned. You'll find out why. <laughs> but yeah, Solven Primordial in, in in the right combo is really really broken. Because 
I mean, you can literally like it. We've had this happen at uh, at at during league. Uh, it's uh, I think Jordan Kreutzer and, and or Caleb, one of those guys, play it, where they literally got to play Sullivan Primordial and flicker infinitely. A infinite flicker, which pretty much leaves your opponent down to nothing except creatures. All their land are gone. All their enchantments. All their all their artifacts. They're just, you're just left with nothing. Okay, but that's not like the broken thing. That basically means that your opponent that that guy won because he got an infinite mana combo. Okay, whatever. Yeah, yeah so I don't know. You, sh- you should win if you get infinite mana. Yeah, it, it, the game's got to end at some point, right? No matter <laughs> no matter how it ends, like primary, yeah. primordial is not the problem. Then the primordial's problem whenever it becomes like a ridiculous like. Ten for one every time you cast it. That's actually sort of a problem. And I can understand that. Yeah. That's like it's kind of like Bloodbraid Elf, right? That's yeah. Bloodbraid Elf got banned in Jund just because it was always it was yeah. always a two for one. But to some degrees, I can understand the argument for both of those for for that reason. I mean, and like I, my one of my friends Garrett, we were talking. Garrett's like he goes, I think once EDH the one they when they when the people who designed EDH because Wizards pretty much goes off whatever they 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 do. Um. I'm pretty. He's he's pretty much thinks that uh, Primordia, if if whatever happened, prime time, if prime time would come off the ban list, it would pretty much be it would pretty much be uh, Sylvan Primordial going to the ban ban list instead. The two won't exist in the same format. Like they'll just flip, they'll switch them out if if prime time would ever come back. Okay, but like, they're well, never gonna bring back prime titan though. No, they won't though. I don't think it'll ever happen. But. In a, in, a, in a world where they possibly could unban it, I, I'm pretty sure Sylvan Primordial would be taking its place. The two will never exist in the same same form, same EDH, if it would ever happen in the EDH format. They would never exist together. Okay, but and you heard it here first. <clears throat> you heard it here first, that commander to the people. <laughs> Sorry. God, no kidding. <laughs> okay, so but, all no. Primordials have an enter the battlefield effect that affects all opponents, though, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the other ones aren't as bad. Like the several some primordials are the only one where you get land. The other ones you just do something. The red one is almost an insurrection. The I don't remember what the blue one is. The blue the white one, one has everything. The blue or one has one creature from everyone. Yeah, the blue one is you steal a you steal a instant or sorcerer from everybody's graveyard. Yeah. Well, after they mill like ten cards, yeah. Or right. And the black one is uh, a. Steal a creature from everybody's graveyard. Everyone's graveyard and put it into play. Sweet. Anyway. But yeah. yeah. Sorry. Command, commander Just, to the people. When one of the hosts, one of the hosts doesn't even play commander. I, I don't, <laughs> sorry. I, don't, I still don't know how to play commander. Uh, you make a deck that's larger than normal. You only have one of each, and then you waste three hours and get angry. <laughs> you try to have an attention span longer than three minutes. That's not happening. <laughs> All right. I guess I'm just. Oh, you should try playing a game with Nate. He'll talk, talk, and I'm like, "Hey, Nate, it's your turn. You should take it." What? Okay, untap, forgets that it's his turn and just keeps rambling. It's it's wonderful time, I tell Whatever. you. <laughs> Sweet. Alright, we need to move on. Yes. You have work, right? Yes, I do. We need to move on. Metagame is stupid. I'm not going to talk about the metagame. <laughs> Mono blue control. Did we finish 2013 without talking about Temporal Fisher? Apparently we did. It doesn't exist. It's not a real card. Okay. Uh, no, 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 no. I'm pretty sure we covered when we said Storm Dive. All right, mess again with this. <laughs> All right. What Temporal do we Fisher have? was a thing. Everybody hated it, so we banned yeah. it. Standard Popperhead Ghostly Flicker, classic Popperhead Fisher. <laughs> yeah. You can get Cloud Post for five cents now. Oh, man, you better buy it because they're going to unban Cloud Post. Not. <laughs> not. 
<laughs> in Malden. Worst financial advice ever, Dan. <laughs> oh no, he seems like a solid guy. I trust him. <laughs> All right, let's look at the meta game. I'll go over it because I. It's the meta game. Lightning <laughs> uh, stupid. <laughs> All right, our first place deck has four lightnings in it. So stupid. Actually, it's a pretty good card. I think. You can't yeah. really argue with three damage and make a per- person discard two cards. But for three, that's the. It's hard to say. You're getting a lot for three mana. Yes, but this it's also source. Okay, his deck is mono black control, except it's splashing for lightning. Yeah. And yeah, well, I mean, some, I don't think it's worth it. Electricery in the sideboard. Okay, he has electricery. He has like, look at the sideboard. <laughs> all one of us, except for like two auger of skulls. How random is that? Yeah, I think the riot of riot spikes is a little okay. Anyway, ridiculous. Actually, I've been watching this guy Chris Al Silva plays a different deck like every eight man he plays in. No. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been, like, watching all the eight-mans and stuff, and he's always yeah. on something different, so... Yeah, but Blightning, that's that's actually kind of interesting. That's that's abnormal. <laughs> so, that's uh, that I noted on this one. Other than that, other than that, when I was looking through these dailies, I'm seeing a lot of the same decks. It's either Mono Black or Delver Blue or... I mean, it's not anything we haven't seen before. It's really nothing new, so... Yeah. But yeah, it's been pretty pretty standard. The same decks, Gobl- goblins are showing up a lot more because <laughs> they're ridiculously fast and annoying. Surprise, you're dead. Yeah. So and then the other one we got in standard popper here. Uh, we got uh, a white weenie deck getting first place, which one standard popper white weenie, um, pretty decent deck. Yeah. But the big thing is, which I, what really caught my attention to this, was a little deck called Chandra's Whip, mainly because the name is hilarious. <laughs> um, it, uh, we're gonna just go over this deck quick. It's, uh, it's, what's the player's name? Richard Three. Yeah. Um, it runs four Foundry Street Denizens, four Frostburn Weirds, four Minotaur Skull Cleavers, Four Rakdos Shred Freaks, four Rubble Belt Makas, the card's awesome. Anni- four Annihilating Fire, four Lightning Strikes, four Razor Tip Whip. Awesome card, apparently. <laughs> and we'll go over that in a minute. Four Shock, four Chandra's, or three Chandra's Outrage, three Madcap Skills, an- or two Madcap Skills, another awesome card, and 19 Mountains. Sideboard has four Electricities, three Active Treason, two Mugging. Uh, two Splatter Thugs, one Mountain, one Madcap Skills, one Dyna Charge, and one Chandra's Rage. Oh, Rage. Uh, big thing in this deck, Razor Chip Whip. And, uh, I, Peter, uh, what, 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 how did you say it? when you first noticed this card? You thought it was a horrible card? It's, it's not that it's a horrible card, but like, I don't like it, but I can see where they're using it. Just because it, it gets there consistently, and Black can't do anything to stop it. Yes, I thought that was the ingenious part about this deck, because when I first looked at this deck, I read through the list, and like every other list I read through, it's like, huh, that's interesting. But when I read through this list, I, I got to razor tip, razor tip Whip and started laughing, because 
I obviously as soon as I saw what they were doing there, I'm like, <laughs> they're telling Mono Black to go to hell. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought that was absolutely hilarious because I think I'm gonna build a clicker gate list with Cerulean <laughs> gatekeepers and razor tip whips as my win con. <laughs> You're, you have cancer. Your whole family has cancer. It'd <laughs> be so evil. By the way, more things that happened in the last year of 2013. Rages of the week. <laughs> I I just thought that yeah, was Rage of the week. I out of but the razor chip whip. I thought that was a really cool idea for this deck. It's like, how can we play mono red and still get tell mono black to take a hike? Hey, let's play a card that they can't do anything about. Let's <laughs> yeah. like watch them sit there with a mitt full of removal going, you know? <laughs> you throw a creature down, everything is dead. But, <laughs> oh, but just... I'm going to die in, in 20 turns to raise a stiff whip. <laughs> I just like that. It's like, that is just awesome. Because I don't think there's actually anything in black that actually do anything about it, period. No, black doesn't destroy artifacts. Though. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't. Seems a little slow. <laughs> I, could, I, I would love to be watching that game, too, where somebody pulls that off, where they just sit with a grip of creatures and start discarding them, and just have four razor tip whips in the game. Just play them as they... Just sit and cast them as they play them, and just being like, I can do this all day. Do you want to give up yet? <laughs> You're a bad person, and you should feel bad. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so that's kind of our metagame, actually. That's literally all I got. That's all I really found. So, on to finance with Dan. Alright. Uh, well, uh, economically, uh, we see that Pauper is not in a very good shape. Uh, the uh, Many grinders are selling out. Um, that is affecting the prices together with the flashback drafts. Uh, we are now looking at 15 cents snuff outs, <laughs> $1.19 flame rifts, uh, 15 cents spider silk armors. That was a $4 card in <laughs> just Ooh. a couple of Ooh, I weeks those. ago. Um, so, uh, I wouldn't, this, now pauper has become a really, really high-risk uh, speculation area. It's always been high-risk, but now it's even worse. Um, some cards are holding up. They are uh, the legacy cards, uh, Taze and Gush, for example. Um, though I thought Flame Rift would hold up, because it's more a legacy card than a pauper card. So if you're really into uh, gambling, <laughs> you should... <laughs> Buy cheap poker cards now, uh, definitely, uh, okay. and uh, hope that the some premier events get sorted out. <laughs> um, some cards are will probably never be cheaper than they are right now. Yeah, I'm probably gonna and jump on the spider silks. If you're more like into uh, uh, normal <laughs> speculation for value, the, you should look at. Uh, more expensive cards from especially Ursa Block that has been drafted for two weeks right now. Uh, I think for solid percentage return you should go for uh, one, two dollar cards uh, like like Thrawn Dynamo yeah stuff like that that has been has dropped and uh, will probably return to their old values in two months yeah. Um, I think the biggest one I, I, I like the best is Sewing Salt. 
which is played in modern. The card's awesome. It's dropped a lot, and uh, in six months there will be modern. In five months there will be modern uh, PTQ season, so people will buy their sewing salts for two dollars again. That card is dirty. The sewing yep. salt, the highest it's ever been was two point five seven, which I guess right now it's three hundred percent. So yeah, all right. Uh, it's uh, the best one I've found so far, but overall everything worth uh, more than 50 cents in Ursa. But I wouldn't go for the uh, big things like Jaius Cradle or uh, Sneak Attack because uh, they um, they are all in danger of being reprinted in Vintage Masters and you will have to time it perfectly and you will have to... There's a lot of money at risk. Yeah. So it's probably better to buy hundred sewing salts than buy one uh, show and tell. Alright. Yeah, up. that's finance right now. Okay. I've also started doing a video uh, for uh, a weekly video for finance. Uh, nice. We're going to work with weekly videos on the Magic Gathering Start on YouTube uh, this year and Chris will be doing the pauper videos. Right, Chris? Yeah. yeah. I'm still doing pauper videos every... Uh, Pure MCO moved my article to Wednesdays now, so okay. I'll be doing videos for Wednesday. Cool. Uh, and I'll do a finance video right before, um, pretty much before I go to bed, because I wake up at 4.30 for this show, so <laughs> before I go to bed, I'll do a finance video. That's dedication right there. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chris did it for uh, 17 episodes of Competitive Poppycast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so now I'll have to do it forever here. <laughs> awesome. Rage of the week, Chris. Rage of the week. Today is Rage of the week. We have two of them. Uh, there's been more over the holidays, but these are the two that I could find before the show. Um, we have a Rage of the week brought to you courtesy of Cloud Zero, uh, also known as Cloud Zero Six on Twitter. Follow him. He's, he plays a lot of popper. So he's playing against a guy named Spoons. Here's your shout out, Spoons. S C H P O O N S. Uh, Spoons says, "How boring is that? All that deck plays." Cloud Zero is playing Mono Black Control against his opponents. Uh, looks like Delver, maybe. It could be Mono Blue Control. I can't tell from his graveyard. Um, well, he's got Delver in there, so I want to. Omen Speaker. Yeah, he's got Omen Speaker. I'm not sure what that purpose that serves. Um, so it could be Del. Like maybe he's playing whatever. Anyway. So, uh, Spoon says, is that all that deck plays? Because presumably uh, Cloud has killed Spoon's like a millionth creature or something. <laughs> so, Cloud replies, no. And Spoon says, is that a yes? And it's like, um, no. No, that was a no. And Spoon says, I think that's all you play. Bad 2-2 creatures and removal. How boring. Cloud replies, not my problem, sorry. Spoon says, how boring for you? And he says, then he says, I pity you. <laughs> And then uh, Cloud Zero plays a Kumbaya Witches, and Spoons replies, Wow, that creature is terrible. Spoons has conceded from the game, and Spoons has left the game. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> so he's getting mad because he's playing good. Aw. So bad. That creature's so bad, I'm gonna scoop. <laughs> yeah. I don't understand. Like, Okay, so my opinion is, if you are playing a blue deck that runs counterspells, you have no right to bitch about any other deck. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> like, you can't say that your de their deck is bad or anything like that. It's just, yeah. 
Uh, okay. Other Rage of the Week is brought to you courtesy of Siri 84 He's playing against a guy named Trauma Ray 112. And Trauma Ray 112 replies, Lose to Lucker first round, pa- paired with Loser Merfolk second round. LOL, not my day. <laughs> so Siri uh, proceeds to presumably just trounce him. And this is Trauma Ray. Blah has conceded from the game. And Trauma Ray replies, Ask Mommy for some more money if you can't afford another deck. Come on, that deck is so bad. <laughs> wow. Uh, some people wear the wear the flag to the show defeat so well. Yeah, it's really the num- number six deck on uh, Goldfish for yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's like it's a fine deck, right? It's just it's kept out basically because like. Jund and Affinity are just kind of like not great matchups for it. Yeah. Um, but like it's still it's a fine deck. You know, it's got the disruption, it's got the tempo. It's like it's kind of like playing Slivers and Popper. Yeah. Like you have counter spells and bounce. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, I think it's pretty sweet. I would I would play it. You know. But it it loses to Affinity because Affinity is like a lot faster in modern than it is in uh, Popper. Yeah. If you can believe that. Oh yeah, I believe it. Would have thunk it. Yeah. He got zero play. zero drop on ones. Yeah. Zero drop on ones and like Mox Opals and stuff. Where you? Yeah. Oh wait a minute! I have I have uh, some experience with that Peter. What stupid red freaking artifact? Oh, Cadalta Red. Oh, God. oh, good old Kadaltha Red. If that deck. What, just because I could turn and swing, or turn one swing for, what was it, eight? Ridiculous. Sounds like Ridiculous. So, what I find funniest about this rage, actually, is, like, this guy's telling Jay Siri to go uh, ask his mommy for more money, and, like, I was like, you know Jay Siri has, like, a $2,000 legacy deck? <laughs> that he plays <laughs> routinely. <laughs> he's not playing Morpho because he's broke. <laughs> he's playing it because it wins. Well, he's playing it yeah, you guys who just likes the deck. But yeah. I, just, I, I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> Teach their own. But, yeah. Anything else? No more Rage of the Week? Nah, no more Rage of the Week. We'll be back with more. And, uh, yes, we will. Be sure to tweet them to us or comment them on our Facebook page or whatever. And we'll be more than glad to share your Rage of the Weeks. So we love this, yes. this show. It's and, fun. you know, like, it's important to, you know, if you're on the receiving end of these, like I, like I uh, emphasized earlier, make light of it. You know, it's not, a, it's, it's not the end of the world when somebody makes fun of you. I'm sorry if you know, try and try and get the most out of it, and understand that these people are not in. Uh, they're just they're jokers, right? You should you should totally make fun of them that they're raging this hard over a silly game. Yeah. Take that how it is, and share it with us, and laugh with us. Yeah. So. Any any when you want to add anything else before we close this out? Nope. All right. Uh, first off, uh, before I close the show down, remember if you guys are going online, check out uh, MTGO Stratbot. They have some uh, the car- the collections getting up there. There's 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 some choices now. There's, there's the choices yeah. are going up a little bit. The bot is uh, still uh, stocking up, so it's looking to buy yeah. the rares and mythics. Yeah, uh, so. pretty much not commons and uncommons. 
Yeah, so I mean, if you have some rares, get them in there. But there's for popper. From what I looked at for poppers, there's a decent selection of popper cards in that bot. So it's kind of cool. According uh, to my finance tips, it's selling popper cards, not buying them. Yeah. So. Right yeah, but I mean, still, it's, there's choices there. Um, other than that, you can uh, catch me every. You can catch me on uh, and UConn online. My Twitter at and at Nathan Yunkin, or uh, just uh, floating around on uh, on our on our forums and all that. How do you get a hold of you, Chris? Uh, you can contact me on Twitter at cweaver eight five one eight. You can contact me online at cweaver. I'm always down for a game or chatting or whatever. And uh, how, how do you get a hold of you, Dan? Uh, you can contact me on the Pauper to the People forums, where I'm Sisila. You can contact me on YouTube, on Magic Gathering Strat, and on mtgostrat.com. And one other thing about the site and the YouTube channel, we are right now looking for more writers and more video makers. So if you're interested in writing about Magic, any format, or doing videos on any format, uh, even paper, uh, then contact me, by all means. Cool. How you hold you, Peter? Oh, oh, Midnight Zero Three Online. Same thing on the Pop People forums. It's pretty much the two main places you get a hold of me. And no Twitter because he's not a millionaire yet. Pretty much. Not gonna let you forget that because that was hilarious. <laughs> I stand by what I said. <laughs> so get a Twitter. Grow uh, up. I'm staying away <laughs> from Twitter too. Grow, grow up, Peter. Get a Twitter. <laughs> no, all, all the adults are doing it nowadays. Yes. Really, um, peer pressure. That's what we're going with. <laughs> other, other than that, other than that, if there's any uh, Minnesota listeners going to Con of the North, you'll be able to see me and Peter there. Uh, we're headed down to Con of the North on the was it third weekend of February? Yeah, third weekend of February. So we'll be out there playing some uh, playing some board games and stuff. We'll, we'll bring back uh, pictures and stuff and reports on what we saw at the con and all that. It's pretty fun. But uh, other than that, uh, until next week, I'm Nate. I'm Peter. And I'm Chris. I'm Dom. And this is Popper of the People.